The Leopard Spots, Matt's Tuesday Tips. Welcome back to Trot's Life. Matthew Lapard. how are you, mate? What's happening? I'm good, Tobes. I was actually just watching a, a harness race here on TV at Northfield Park in Ohio over in America, and yeah. the snow was absolutely belting down <laughs> yeah. during the race. Yeah. And it, it made me think that even though they don't have harness racing um, in England, um, well, not on a professional level, yeah. um, I'm hoping next week when I'm over there for Christmas, I might see a replica of what I just saw on TV on Christmas Day so I can see a white Christmas. Because I've been to the Northern Hemisphere a number of times for Christmas, but it's never actually snowed on Christmas Day. So I'm still waiting to see my first white Christmas. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. I've seen one uh, when I was in China, and um, it was just cold, mate. Just seriously cold. <laughs> Minus 20. Minus 20 yeah. it was. Oh, it won't be quite that cold. Where I'll, I'll be up in the Lake District, up in the uh, National Park area up north of England, uh, just south of the Scottish border. Um, that's where my father-in-law lives. So yeah. we might get a bit of snow. It's up past Liverpool, so it gets pretty cold up there this time of year, but it certainly won't be negative 20. Will, will you do any work, any betting at all in Australia whilst you're um, away? A little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, because we go over there quite a bit, because my wife's English, so we we go over and spend quite a bit of time over there. So, like uh, last year, for example, we were over there for February, uh, January, February, March. So I wasn't just going to take three months off yeah. work and doing form because you sort of, I find that it, for every week that you take off, yeah. it takes you an extra week to get your head around what you've missed and, and sort of catch back up and then get your get your, all your your ducks aligned again, ready to start back in winners. So, if you were to take two or three months off, it, it's just really not feasible long term if you want to sort of keep making money on the punt but um we're only going for three and a half weeks on this trip but i still will do a little bit probably more just um maybe just the metro meetings so maybe like a gloucester park metro on a friday night a melton metro on a saturday um there's no menangle for the next three saturdays um so i'll probably just ease back right off um and then uh just do a little bit and i'll still check the results of the other ones but i won't sort of be doing form and betting into them uh, on a day-to-day basis and then uh, mid-January when we're back, then, you know, get the ball rolling again. Right. Let's get going on uh, today's tips. Uh, Geelong, you're on fire last week. You tipped about three in a row, and I thought, oh, he's going to tip the card nearly here. But we missed the last couple. Uh, Evolution Lodge Trotters Handicap, uh, sponsored by Tyrone and Bella. He's got two horses in the race. Uh, where are you heading here? I'm heading with the driver change. Yeah, um, hominem. <laughs> yeah, hominem number four. James Herbertson jumps on, and that's no pot on Emmett Frost, and he he sort of holds his own against the drivers. But when you've got a guy like Herb jumping on a horse for the first time, you often do see sharp improvement. Um, it's a 2,500 metre stand start. There's only one horse off the front, and that's Sunnybrook. Um, he's been galloping a bit and doing things wrong. It's ODS, so um, it may not even step away. But even if it did, it may hand to the first one there, and and Hominim has been stepping quite well. There are one, two, three, four, five horses off the 10-metre mark. So it certainly needs to step well to make sure that it's the one that can get to that front marker first to make sure that it, it does roll to the top. But of what we've seen, um, you know, last time it ran it race such a long 15th of November, sat leaders back behind Dina Sky and ran it down. Um, if it can end up with a similar sort of run, either leader or leaders back, plus com- the combination of that with the driver change, then I just think... At around the five dollars they were betting this morning, it looked a pretty good bet. It's into three forty now, and I think it starts favourite given that 
the main dangers, in my opinion, seem to be the ones that are, are out the back. Medina Sky, GC Calder, they're both off 20 and uh, and they're going to be giving it a start. So um, stand by Herb. Let's hope he can uh, get us it, home. That's race seven, number four, homonym. We, what we say, we say in Herb, we trust. Is what Herb is, we trust. In Herb, we trust. It's uh, Darren Carroll one that he says sometimes. Uh, quite often, actually. He seems to be tipping uh, Herb horse. So in Herb, we trust. Uh, Menangle today, you've got a fair few here, three, four, five, seven, and eight. So race three, you're kicking off. Yeah, don't mind the card there today. Um mm. So race three, I've backed one each way. Uh, number eight, Waterboy Jack. It got out to five fifty. This I'd opened at four eighty, went out to five fifty, so I backed it at five fifty each way. It's into three eighty now. Um, this is a horse that's a former Queenslander. It's uh, since been transferred recently to the stables of Peter Rickson. And Peter, the last six months or so, he, he when he gets one off another stable, he generally improves them. Um, and we saw that last time at the second run for the stable. Uh, at Menangle, and it's that all back in the field. They went 152.9, 56.2, so it was, they kept running 28 the whole way, but he sat back and, and swooped late and got within a head of some chevron. Um, if, if we can see a replica of that sort of performance, he's going to be very, very hard to beat today, Waterboy Jack. Right. Looks to be reasonable enough tempo, yep. um, so he's going to need a bit of tempo to be able to swoop late, but if he does, then uh, pretty hard to beat. That's race three, number eight, Waterboy Jack. Race four, well, this one will be a bit of value because the favourite's $4.40. Yeah, another race where I've, I've had an each-way bet, and mm. that's number six, Bentley Bullet. Um, it's a horse that I tipped on here last week, I think, and, and the drive was um, really poor. So this is a horse that it's a dead-set-sit sprinter. Um, it's not the sort of horse that you want to be sending to the breeze, but Sean Grayling from Gate 80 sort of came out um, in neutral and didn't didn't um, sort of ease back off the gate, but didn't go forward either. So he got caught three wide and then worked forward to the breeze and then kept pouring on the tempo, and it kept going 28 the whole way, which is totally not the way to drive this horse. So I'm hoping that Sean has learnt from that, and he just eases back off the gate, lots across the running line, and make sure he gets cover. Um, there looks to be good tempo here, which will really suit Bentley Bull as long as he's driven with cover. Um, so similar to Waterboy Jack, if he can just slot across and settle sort of one out, two back, one out, three back, and the tempo is strong enough, I think he might be able to run over them late. So they bet 6.50 this morning into 4.60 now, and it's another one that I've backed each way. So that's race four, number six, Bentley Bullet. Race five, there's two main chances here, according to the betting, Cash and Bling and Vinky B. Yeah, so I'm with Vinky B. Um, last week, I thought Cash and Bling should be winning. And it led, dictated, and got ran down by Mini Mine Yet. It went really, really poor last week, Cash and Bling, after looking like a world beater the week before. So there's not a lot of gate speed here from out wider. So Cash and Bling looks the obvious leader. Vinky B ran third in that Cash and Bling race last week, coming from near the rear and got within um, about a neck of Cash and Bling on the line for second and third. And I think today Vinky B is going to drop straight onto the back of of Cash and Bling, and, and if the map pans out like I think it will, then you're going to have Cash and Bling in front, Vicky B behind it, and um, and, and three pegs will be Mini Mine yet, who won that same race last week. So I think sitting leaders back is perfect for Vinky B, doing no work, and um, if we see a replica of what happened last week, then, take, you know, if we go purely on last week, then from leaders back, Vinky B would go past Cash and Bling. So hopefully that's the way it pans out. So that's race five, number two, Vinky B for Cameron Hart. Race seven, you didn't back the one accidentally? Uh, no, no, it wasn't a mix-up. <laughs> I've backed Rocker Coco here. Yeah. Um, pretty keen on him here. So 
This is a, a Belinda McCarthy trained three-year-old, former West Australian, who's, who's do, done mm. an okay job with Team McCarthy since coming east. Um, went up to Queensland for the carnival up there, ran in some of the sort of semi-features, didn't quite make it to, through to the Queensland derby, but then first up from a break back in Sydney, and it looked very good from the breeze, winning comfortably for Jack Callaghan. Uh, that was uh, three weeks ago now, so it's been three weeks between runs, but I thought it might find the front here. Um, classic mix-up is uh, Speedy but Weak Horse. First up for Jared Alchin, I thought it might take a sit. Um, so if Jack Keller's aggressive early, I think he might roll to the top. Uh, Neptune, drawn out wide. Robbie Morris, he might go forward. Uh, he's generally an aggressive driver, and the horse will probably want to put on speed. But if Rocket Coco can lead and dictate, then I think he'll be very, very hard to beat. So 250 into $2 and a deserved favourite. couple of names in the eight that I know well, but I don't know if you're going there. Um, no, so, well, I might be. No, <laughs> um, these are These are uh, sort of borderline metro horses for rating up to 70, and I'm with number seven, Teresa Love Tip for Ashley four. Hart. Um, trained by Jack Trainer. This is a horse that it ran in a very similar race last week, the up to 70, um, when Jack Brown drove and and it came from well back, so it went out three back. They ran along, went one fifty one point eight, home in twenty seven two, twenty eight four. So it's ran a sort of a low fifty fours last half. And um Jack Brown just pulled it to the middle of the track at the top of the straight and within a hundred metres it rounded them up and, and won running away. And um for that to happen again today, we need to see a bit of tempo up front because I expect Dash Hart to just ease back and slot across and settle in the running line with cover like it did last week. But if there's any sort of medium to fast tempo throughout, then I think we can see a replica of last week. So they bet 350 into 280 now. Um, I don't think you need to take any shorter than that purely because of its racing style. It's not going to make its own luck and just go forward at the start. And they're the types of horses, the ones who are driven for one run, they're the types of horses... As a punting rule, you never want to go taking too short a price because they're not going to mm. make their own luck. They're going to mm. be driven for one run. So I think it won't start any shorter than the current price. So maybe just hold for and you'll get $3 plus again late. So that's race eight, number seven, Teresa Love. Things returning to normal in uh, Queensland and the last today at Albion Parks, the veterans, and you've got a tip for us, of course. Yeah, it might be a bit of a smaller crowd there today than there was on Saturday night. Yeah. Um. So in the veterans race, uh, as I've said on here before, these veterans races, they always run as the last race on a Tuesday, and they're for horses seven years or older, uh, rating 70 up to 99. And it's a great way of having these horses continue their career. Um, And as we've seen with Swaggy Shannon, number one, the one that I'm tipping, um, it's an 11-year-old now, um, 284 starts and 242,000, and it just keeps going around and around. So I backed it just for a place here. Um, I was able to average around 260 for a place earlier on. Drawn gate one, uh, I don't think it'll necessarily lead, but it does have okay gate speed to at least hold a spot and make sure that it's no worse than, well, hopefully no worse than leaders back. But even if it's three pegs following the right horses, then uh, Albion does play very peg-biased in these mile races. So if Delightful Major, the well-back favourite, does roll to the top, and even if um, Obi-Wan is leaders back and, and Swaggy's three pegs, then it might be a pegs, pegs, pegs sort of race. So whether we're leaders back or three pegs, I just think, thought he gets his chance to run a place. He follows speed really well and, and always tries his best. So that's race nine. Number one, Swaggy, Shannon, the place.
He's won three races in Queensland, Swaggy Shannon, since he went up there in September last year. And two of them have been these veterans races, which just show how valuable they are to keep horses going around. Welcome back to Trot's Life. We're just having a look at this next at Northfield Park. And I'll tell you what, the starter and the mobile driver must have still... Uh, set as it is absolutely snowing on Sky One. Have a look at that. Have you got it on, Matty? Yeah, mate. Yeah, this is what have I was talking about just it. before with the previous race. Do they have um, chains on the tyres of the mobile or do they have underfloor heating like they do in some uh, apartments over in the Northern Hemisphere so the track, so the, so the snow melts when it hits the track or what? Nah, they wouldn't have any underfloor eating, surely not. I can't see chains on the mobile. He's very he's just taken off now. He's oh, he's done it pretty well. I would yeah, look at the marks he's leaving though in the track from where it's melting from the heat of the tyres. Amazing yeah. scenes, really. Yeah. Imagine um, imagine that yeah, we, melting on a Saturday night. Well, yeah, that's a different well, we're not I mean, like we don't even know what snow is here in Australia, so yeah, yeah. we wouldn't know how to deal with it. But they're obviously very much experts over there at the safety required and things that they need to think of when racing in the snow, um, be it the drivers or the mobile driver. Yeah, even the driver. Like, Puppet's just driving this leader here and uh, he doesn't look very happy about it, does he? <laughs> you there, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 it's getting worse. It's <laughs> getting worse. Yeah, you can't even see the track. Now, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk into Dominion. It was... It was, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? As I've said yesterday multiple times, they were sort of opposites, weren't they? Just Believe got the admiration he deserved, and I think Leap to Fame, it was the thrill of seeing him beat such such a great horse in Swayze and Better Eclipse was so good. Yeah, the two races worked out kind of the opposite to what we expected. I think everyone expected Just Believe to lead and Leap to Fame to be stuck in the breeze, but it was the other way around. Leap to Fame found the front and Just Believe was stuck in the breeze. So... The um, let's talk about the trotters first. And John Justice stuck true to his word. Yep. For once, he decided to, to play tough guy and hold up. But at the same time, Greg Sugar's never really had a proper look. Um, so I think he was once John had sort of stated he wanted to hold. Greg just decided, okay, I'll sit in the breeze and just dictate because I know that I'm going to be able to beat the leader regardless. Um, so therefore, the last thing I want to do is have a crack and still not get the front and then possibly set it up for Queen and Leader to dive bomb me. So smart drive by Greg. And in the end, he was just far too good. Plugs in, barely let him go, and started saluting about 100 metres before the line. Um, Mufasa Metro surprised me. He sort of held on well, but at the same time, they walked around the lead time, and it turned into just a mile race. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if Greg had a real dip at Mufasa and John Justice still held the front, then then John would probably would have been in trouble, and Mufasa may have not even made a place in the end. But I think Greg sort of looked after John a little bit by just letting John dictate the tempo, and, and that made Mafasa a lock in the end to run second. And Queen Alita, she's, um, you know, people might say she's not at her best, but I, I think she probably still is. If you take away that first heat run where she obviously wasn't at her best, apart from that, she's ran, in my opinion, to expectations in the other two heats and also the final. So um, oh, there's no doubting who the best trotter is now. Um, you know, a month or two ago, we might have thought it was 50-50, but now it's quite clear that, just believe is the king, and um, and there's still a lot of big summer of trotters races coming up in Victoria, which he may dominate. Sixty seconds, mate, to our uh, final break of the paces. 
Yeah, great race. Um, very tactical, that first 300. Brilliant. The final margin was 11 metres, which there's, when you're running the tempo they were running, 27, 28, 27, 27, there's a massive difference between being pegs and off pegs. So what I saw from Swayze was that he went enormous, and there was enough from what I saw to suggest that if he did hold the front, I he think he probably won. wins the race. Mm. But I don't like the margin would have been a lot less than 11 meters. Leap the Fame would have got within a few meters of him. But um, so I think Leap the Fame's you know still the benchmark horse, as I said last week. But I think uh, don't underestimate how big that run was from Swayze because it's almost impossible to burn the arm over 2700 and then still get caught in the breeze when they're running 27, 28, 27, 27 for a last mile of 151.1. So. He was huge, and I look forward to the meeting again, not till the blacks are fake in the winter, I believe, because Swayze's going to bypass the Miracle Mile and Hunter Cup and go for a good spell. And how's this? 2021 Inter-Dominion Consolation was won by Pocket of Terror, and that race at Northfield just then was won by? Pocket of Terror won, did he? Yeah, he did. We're going to get to a break. Thanks, Matty.